Hi, everyone. I'm Susan Harrow, media coach, marketing strategist, and author of the best-selling book, Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. I'm also CEO of PRSecrets.com, and I want to welcome you to the Be a Media Darling podcast. Join us on BeAMediaDarling.com and PRSecrets.com, where you'll get free goodies and also the resources that we mention in each episode, as well as other delightful things that will help you shine in the media spotlight. On Work Your Story Wednesday, I'll walk you through specific nitty-gritty storytelling steps that you need to take in order to get noticed by the media, get invited to appear in the media, and my secrets to getting invited back. We'll also chat about the three P's, how to prepare, package, and position yourself before you even email or pick up the phone to pitch the media. Tune in every Wednesday for tips about how to pitch producers and editors so they email or call you back ASAP. Hi everyone, Susan Harrow here with award-winning pet photographer Lori Chung. Lori, I met her at a NASDAQ, what was it? It was an event for storytelling. So, And then I found out that she was on my subscriber list. So it was really wonderful to see her in person. And then we found out that we both did martial arts. So that was like three connections in one. So we're interviewing Lori today because she got into O Magazine and she's got quite a background because she has been photographing for over 40 years and that is 280, probably more by now, because this is just from your website, Lori, happy dog years. And she's an expert in capturing the essence of dogs and cats and horses and their humans. And there's such a wonderful picture of you on your website. It's so cute because both you and Flash have got these big, adorable grins together and you just both look so happy and Thanks. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the mascot. <laughs> he is the mascot. Well, you couldn't have a better mascot. So Lori is the founder of thepetphotographer.com and also theportraitphotographer.com. So she does both portraits of you and your pet or you by yourself. And she's also the founder of Pets for World Peace, which she's going to tell us a little bit more about. It's such a beautiful vision. And her intention is to inspire love and joy. And Lori's style illuminates the essence and the brilliance of her subjects, which I can totally attest to because I've looked through your portfolio and it is so joy-filled. And that's part of who you are. I mean, you are also, I just want to say, you are like a super connector. You know everybody and you, you've already connected me up with some wonderful people. And I know that's part of your, I don't know, it's part of your personality and your, and your mission, right? It's just to connect. Thank you, Susan. I think connecting people so that their dreams can come true is really one of my life's purposes here. I, I just love seeing people's visions and their creativity come through. And if it's just maybe they just need to know one more person. And that's the key person. I love that. I love that. So I'm going to tell you just a little bit more about you. You, So our audience knows you. Lori lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she travels internationally for photo shoots. So wherever you are, you and your pet can have Lori go and have your photograph done because it's really so unique. And her dynamic and passionate photography honors and celebrates animals and people's legacies through fine art photography. And Lori's celebrity clients include the winners of the Olympic Games, Academy Award, the Grammy Award, and she's been published by the New York Times in international books by Chronicle Books, one of my favorite publishers, Time Warner Books, and others like O Magazine. So we're going to talk today about how she got into O Magazine, what the process was, and anything 
that might give insights to you to make it easier for you to get into O Magazine. So tell us a little bit about how it started that you got into O Magazine. O Magazine actually invited me to photograph an incredible veterinarian here in the San Francisco Bay Area, Dr. Harb Hauser. And this article actually happened to be about domestic violence and how that topic, usually it's the humans and the pets that are involved in that. And, you know, it's a very educational article. So they invited me to photograph Dr. Harb Hauser and her dog Daphne, which was such an honor and such a joy. And then I got to work with the photo and editorial departments at O Magazine, and it was a pure fun experience. It was really kind of a dream come true to work with them. And it was awesome because they said that, you know, they liked what I provided them because I gave them lots of portraits to choose from. They actually mentioned that they had a hard time choosing. So that was a good thing. If you give them great photography, then it gives them a cornucopia to pick from, which is what they need. How many did you give them? Like what was a lot? I gave them about a dozen portraits to choose from. And they were all of the veterinarian, Dr. Herb, and his dog? Dr. Marcella Harphauser and her dog, Daphne, are together in this portrait so that they were a critical part in getting the help that was needed for the domestic violence victim, basically. So the Marin Humane Society was involved in this particular story. So were the victims the animals themselves or the people when you say domestic violence was it both it was it was both the the people that were being abused and the pets yes and that's it's great education because if a veterinarian or someone notices that a dog or cat has been abused it might mean that the wife or the the husband in that case you know whatever the partner in the, the household might be getting abused too oh I gosh I hadn't even thought about that really that connection but I see how that makes sense and I know that's one of Oprah's pet peeves in terms of both the abuse of pets and the abuse of people children in particular girls in particular even more but she's so involved in that that it's interesting that your cause connected both of those things you know of the things that were so important to her yes when they found you so they found the veterinarian I'm just trying to be clear about how this came about so because it wasn't you didn't send anything in they found the veterinarian and or they found the picture of you I wasn't clear about how they found you both they found us through the Marin Humane Society so the Oprah article I guess the writer, perhaps, called the Marin Humane Society. And then we had this really important story to share. And so they found Dr. Harb Hauser and Dr. Harb Hauser, you know, said, wow, you know, we need photography for this article. Can you please do it? So it was very straightforward and we needed it done quickly. That's another tip. It's nice to have actually portraits ready or a photographer ready that actually understands the quality of portraits and the style that Oprah magazine enjoys. So, you know, I, if I were one of your clients, I'd say, oh, let, why don't you just start studying the types of portraits that are in the Oprah magazine so that you fit into the editorial style. You know, clean lines, not a lot of background, that kind of thing. Very elegant, clean, and emotionally powerful. 
That's a very great tip. And I just want to back up for a second just so people understand what happened is that the trajectory, because it was kind of an interesting trajectory. So the writer was aware that there was domestic violence and violence to animals, and they connected with the Marin Animal Shelter. And then the veterinarian who was involved knew you and connected to you to pull together the story. So the writer wrote about the doctor, the veterinarian, the situation, and you took the pictures. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, and actually the veterinarian was like an existing client, so that was fantastic. Oh, got it. So you already had some photographs done of her, or you had to do all new ones? Yes, we actually did both. We wanted to give them a choice. So I already had some portraits of her that she looked amazing in, and we also wanted to freshen them up and see if they wanted a new style. So we photographed again, which was great. Think about being an editor of a magazine. You want variety, right? So that's another tip. Variety of maybe clothing type, background, the colors even, because there's an ad. There's an advertisement on the other side of this page. And the colors, the colors that are actually in my client's clothing, it's so complementary to the ad that's next to it. The same color is even there as a complementary color in the ad. It's pretty wild, actually. You know, it is wild, but it's not wild because that's part of the job of the editorial to make the flow of the magazine always look good and look natural. So an ad would look as natural as an article, you know? So I think that was probably done on purpose to have that flow into, especially now in the internet age where there's advertorials where you can't necessarily tell the difference between an advertisement and a story. So if they're closely matched like that, somebody yeah. might move on to that advertisement thinking that it's a story. Great yeah. point. Totally yeah. great point. Because I photographed her in her veterinarian uniform as well, which is plain white. You know what I mean? And, and they so didn't they choose that one. No, they decided to choose a blue, a blue shirt on her instead. Interesting, yeah. And it looks really, yeah, and that blue happens to be beautifully the highlight color in the advertisement next to it, so. Interesting. So that's a fascinating, yeah, that's fascinating. So it was really great that you gave a variety of photographs that were done before and then ones that might be more current. So they had a choice of what would fit into their probably their advertorial or their advertising, you know, who's paying for the magazine, as well as what's going to be of interest to readers, because we can't discount that. That's how the magazine gets supported. So whether people, you know, say, well, oh, that's not a good thing. It's actually very smart because that's what's supporting the magazine. It's not the, it's not your $18. Exactly. Another tip is I gave them portraits that are vertical and horizontal so that they could crop how they Mm -hmm. wanted it to crop. It depends on how much space they have. So the photographer needs to give them extra space around the subjects, right? Yes. There's more wiggle room, more flexibility in the designing of the magazine's layout. Mm-hmm. So give them the option vertical, horizontal, and give them the option to crop and keep with the look of the magazine, which is clean and beautiful and gorgeous and sumptuous and all of that. So those are super great tips. 
What else did you do? Was there anything else that you did to make it easy for them? I really wanted to make it easy by giving them the portraits as quickly as possible. So my turnaround time from the day that I knew that we were doing the photo shoot to getting the proofs. They're called proofs when, you know, it's like the first round, basically. So I did that all on the same day so that they weren't waiting around for it. Um, I know that there's a lot of deadlines that they're working on. So I think that was the big thing is just be really quickly responsive as far as touch-ups, if they wanted me to do touch-ups, I was ready and just uh, wanted to do anything I could to make their life easier. So also, did they consult with you on the content of the actual article? The writing was actually finished, I think, before the photography was placed. And did you have a chance to read it before you did the photography, or did you just know what the feel was and went through with the photography based on what they asked? They didn't release the text to inform me what it was really, I knew what it was about generally, but I didn't have, I think I asked them if I could read it first. I don't think it was just available to us, or I don't know, maybe they want to surprise us. I don't, I don't know. Because so, mm, mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big Oprah fan, and, and so maybe they, That's really you know, funny. Who knows, yeah. Yeah, so you didn't read it till after. I read it afterwards, and I, it was such a moving incredibly important article that I wish everyone can read that yeah it was great so it was an honor to work on this article I'm hoping we'll be able to link to it so people can read it and see the process it would it be possible also for you to give us some of the photographs that you sent to Oprah to see which and then the one that she chose like it would be really great to see if you still have them I mean I don't know if you do but if you even have a few of them to say this is what I sent and then this is what she chose I think that might be a really nice thing for people to see it visually is that possible yes I'll be happy to do that I think that would be really I think that would be really great because I know sometimes how hard it is to get a photograph right I was working with a client who was in contact with Oprah's magazine and she had food she had cookies but the photographs were not beautiful and they had shadows it wasn't vibrant and crisp and I had advised her just like what you said is to she needed to get a professional photo shoot and someone who was a food stylist to create the kind of look that Oprah was going for because they loved her cookies but they I don't think they loved the photographs that they couldn't use the photographs and if they can't use the photographs they can't put in the cookies no matter how good they taste yeah and food photography the lighting and we have certain tricks of the trade we use for food photography to make it look extra yummy (laughs) because it comes across differently when you're looking at it two-dimensionally on a glossy magazine page versus three-dimensionally with real lighting around it and all that so it's so lighting is particularly important for food very important yeah what about for pets and people? Because you do both, you know, you have the petphotographer.com and the portraitphotographer.com and Pets for World Peace. So do you do most of your shots outside? Yes, I, I love using nature as my backdrop. I just love it. I love natural lighting. I love sky and ocean and rocks and mount. I just love the, I, I think it's because the dogs love being out there yeah. at my favorite Parker <laughs> Beach. And then for cats and kittens, I love photographing on their favorite, you know, sofa with maybe a really gorgeous pillow behind them or or a fabric that really pops in color or something that makes their eyes stand out, their eye color stand out or something. Oh, I love that. I love that. I I love that idea. 
take us through what else happened after, you know, how long was the process? Because you said they were on a short deadline, but I'm curious also, like from the time that they asked you to do the photo till the article appeared, how long was it? Let's see, I believe the turnaround time from the photography submission was about a month later or so. It got in the magazine a month later? I believe it's been a while. I think it's about a month or so. Yeah, that's fairly short, but it sounds like they already had the article. So that was done and they were just waiting for the last, since it was already in process. Typically, just so the audience knows, the typical process is three to six months to two years to get into O Magazine, sometimes after repeated attempts. But what happened with Lori is that the article was already done, so they wanted one more component of it. So it sounds like it was already scheduled for that issue and they then tapped you for the last step of that issue, right? And that was a fairly tight deadline. Yes, I mean, that that's another thing. It's just the high quality photographs, the quicker you can get them there, the better because everyone's kind of, it's like a sigh of relief. I can almost hear in New York. Francisco <laughs> 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 Bay Area, like, oh great, it's done, you know, like this is the piece, done, you know? It's just a great, it's so deadline driven and there's just so many components going on that yes the sigh i could feel of relief came over here yes was there any other thing that you needed to interact about or any other requests that they had of you before they finalized the spread it was so smooth it was really just with ease and grace i know i can't think of anything else Oh, they want to make sure that they have the copyright information correctly. So the photographer's copyright or the writer's copyright, they want to make sure they've got everything spelled correctly and it just, everything's perfect. So by the time they're out printing, it's all ready. Yeah. So when it posted O Magazine, did it have any effect on your business? It was wonderful because, you know, people would remember that I was printed in there and I was able to just enjoy the feeling of having a dream come true actually i mean the synchronicity is that oprah is one of the persons in my life that inspired me to become a photographer after i was doing my environmental consulting career in in skyscrapers in san francisco so it was a perfect whole moment that came around of kind of fulfilling my creative dream and the gratitude I have for Oprah and her whole team. Oh, I love that. I mean, obviously getting into O Magazine is really a big thing. How have you leveraged that? I mean, you have it like on your website and you know, right under award-winning pet photographer, Lori A. Chung, you have as seen in O, the Oprah Magazine and on Animal Planet, which is really fantastic too. But those, you know, and then underneath you have all your other media placements. So how have you used that or leveraged that for either getting clients who are maybe not in the Bay Area or who are philanthropic. I know you do a lot of work in the philanthropy area, especially for Pets for World Peace. Do you use that to just give you credibility for people who need to vet you? Yes, I think that so many people know about, oh, the Oprah magazine, that it's really a a connection to the kind of people I'm actually looking for as clients and supporters as well so it's been leveraged in the sense of it's such a household name and such an amazing magazine i think it's probably one of the most inspirational magazines ever created on the planet and so just that mention of it in any social media or pr has been very helpful and i'm just very grateful to be part of it yeah so has it helped you actually 
And if, if it hasn't, no worries, but it has, it, has it actually helped you close the deal or something that maybe was on the fence? You know, people who you deal with, especially for Pets for World Peace, are people who maybe have a lot more influence in the world, who can help that movement go forward. So is that something that you needed to leverage or was that like getting people involved in Pets for World Peace or having their photographs taken? Was that something that you used to close the deal or you didn't even need to? I don't think I needed to. I was just thinking about an amazing client that I photographed recently. He is a vice president at one of the wonderful startup companies here in the San Francisco Bay Area in the high-tech field. And what's great about it is that he went to the Oprah University classes, and I did too, actually. There was Oprah U, or what was it? Oh, yeah, where the, she had that big like stadium full of people, that kind of thing. Is that, that what you're talking about? Yes, that kind of thing. And so that was a really wonderful connection point for even me and my client that, you know, he was happy that I was in O Magazine. And, and at the same time, he's a big O supporter as well. So, I mean, a big Oprah supporter as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After it came out in O Magazine, did you see any change in your business? Did anybody contact you via phone? Or was it more just something that is a wonderful accolade on your website? Yeah, it's a wonderful accolade on my website. I think that if I had a product, for example, like your friend who had the cookies or whatever, it might be more of a, it's a difference in the kind of, I think, attention one would be getting. So whether it's a product or service, I believe that the, you know, they call it the Oprah effect, which is so beautiful, you know, can just happen in a different way. So yes, if I put out a wonderful, I would love to photograph another children's book. I actually had the joy of collaborating with two friends Karen Fisher-Golton and Elizabeth Iwamiya on a children's book called My Amazing Day. And we had an amazing time putting together a crowdfunded, successful children's book. And I would, you know, it would be awesome to have a book in Oprah's book club. That would be another dream, actually. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of Pets for World Peace being in Oprah's book club as a photography book. I could totally see that. And by the way, you gave me that book. So I love that book. That is just like, it was so charming and so lovely. I love that idea. And I think it fits in with Oprah's vision as well to have a book like that in her magazine, especially since it combines two of her interests too, right? I mean, obviously world peace and pets, dogs in particular, right? Exactly. I think that if your amazing audience could really study the Oprah magazine and say what kinds of articles are in here and what keeps occurring. What's the pattern of these articles? And they're going to see a theme of inspiration, of authenticity, of animals, women's rights, all kinds of amazing topics are shown over and over again. And it's so beautiful. So that producing something of great art or quality like a culinary cookie or whatever you know whatever it is it's about making life the best we can make life and helping others yeah i love that i actually created a a free report that we just finished called the 15 best places to be featured in o magazine so i went through the whole entire magazine and showed (laughs) all the places where you could get in Yes, and describe them. And there are even some places for brand new businesses and also people who have self-published books. It's not in the review section of the book, but there is a section where self-published books can get in. 
And that might be some place where you could get your Pets for World Peace book in for self-published books because there now is a little place for it. Oh, my gosh. So, Susan, you are so phenomenal. You just did the homework assignment for lots of people. I did do the homework assignment. Yes, I did. I did the homework assignment because, you know, because distilling all of that down is kind of a big job. I mean, it took me weeks to go through and look through all my years of magazines to make sure that it was accurate and consistent and that they were still having all of those different sections in there to make it easier for people. Because sometimes I don't think it's not immediately seen exactly where you could get in. And yes, you do have to study the magazine. That is a super great thing to do because there's plenty of people who've called me and they've never even read an O magazine and want to get in. And when I had the ultimate guide to getting booked on Oprah, I can't tell you how many people call me who had never watched Oprah who had not watched it and you can't really get into a magazine like that at that high level if you don't understand the look what they're looking for the look and feel of the magazine and the content of what they're interested in everything from wellness and beauty and inner beauty and animals and people's relationship to animals and there's a lot of different variety in the magazine but they have their own definite slant that is unlike any other magazine And whether you get the 15 best places to be in to get into O, which is free or not, I still recommend that you study the magazine, even if you just go to your local library and look through all of the issues, you know? Oh, yeah. It's critical. I mean, actually, I would be happy to write up some photography tips for your folks, too, because... It's so important to have the quality across the board. And you know in Oprah that visuals are such, you know, what is it, a picture is worth a thousand words. I think Confucius or somebody said that. And it's like, it's so true because if the portraits are so dynamic and emotional and powerful, someone will stop on that page and start reading that article. So it's so important to have a balance of great writing, great photography, and have it just ready for them to place. And that's exactly it. Yes, I would love to have you write up those tips. That's exactly right. If it's if it's done in the way that Lori says, then it's ready to place. They don't have to say, you know, could you do these other photographs? Because in the meantime, somebody else may have come in with their beauty-ready photographs that fit the bill better. If they need to fool around with you instead of giving them that up front and then having them make the decision on the spot, yes, these are great photographs. They're so great that we don't even know which one to pick, but we're for sure going to pick one of them. That's what you want them to say. Exactly. Versus, well, I don't know. These photographs aren't that great. Maybe we should look at someone else. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the key. Because if Lori's photos weren't up to snuff for the veterinarian, you bet they're going to get another photographer. They would have gotten another photographer. Yes. But since you gave them what you called Oprah-ready photographs, then there's no thinking or the decision has already been made. Yes, make it an easy yes for them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you wanted to add? Well, I'm thrilled that we're having this wonderful conversation because I'm guessing that the people that are on this call are wonderful, amazing people who have a big vision, that are inspired, they have a flame of inspiration inside that says, wow, I really have something to contribute to the world. And that Oprah would be an amazing person and O Magazine would be the perfect vehicle for what I have to share with the world. So it's such an honor to be on this wonderful call with you, Susan. I I admire you so much. Oh, I admire you too. And I just love, you know, finding out even more about you. And for our audience who's listening, 
Lori Chung is the founder of thepetphotographer.com, theportraitphotographer.com, that's a mouthful, and <laughs> Pets for World Peace. So she does fly all over the world doing portraits of people and their pets. So if that's something that you're interested in, please contact her at thepetphotographer.com. And I'm going to spell your last name just so people know your whole name. It's L-O-R-I-A, period, and your last name is C-H-E-U-N-G. So they can find you at thepetphotographer.com. And Lori does all kinds of philanthropic work, and she's the most amazing connector I think that I've ever met. So you have a couple of superpowers, right? I mean, you're, you've got the, the photographer superpower and you have the connector superpower. <laughs> well, so, somebody said um, I'm kind of from a family of the original LinkedIn kind of person. <laughs> That's right, because you run those big groups on LinkedIn too. I know I just find that so, you know, I don't know how you have time to do all of this, but I am amazed by your fluidity and fluency in all of these different worlds and moving in the startup world as well and the philanthropic world. I think those are very intricately connected and I love that you're in both of them and you're in the humanitarian world. I think that's really wonderful. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is an amazing place and yeah, please feel free to anybody, if you want to reach out to me, I want to help you to get your dream into reality and I know that Sometimes people just need to know one more person to get there. Yeah, so. I'm going to give your LinkedIn address too. So it's linkedin.com forward slash in L-O-R-I-C-H-E-U-N-G. So L-O-R-I-C-H-E-U-N-G. So people can connect with you on LinkedIn too because that's a really great place for them to just pop in and ask you for a connection. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's really been fantastic to have you today. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hop on over to BeAMediaDarling.com for any of the resources that we mentioned in this episode and also for free goodies. You'll also find over there some surprises because I would love to be able to delight you. Thanks so much for listening to the Be A Media Darling podcast with me, Susan Harrow. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And remember, speak your mind, stand your ground, sing your song. I look forward to meeting you.